The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello world. What separated your deep ball from everybody else? My deep ball, it has a little secret sauce to it, man. <laughs> I never get too high, never get too low, but just keep moving. The, the whole story is Carlos never beat me in any kind of sports in, in, in high school. Welcome to the Orange is the New Black podcast. I'm your host, Ace Boogie, joined by my co-host, Zim. Zim, say what's up. Hello world. How's everybody feeling out there tonight and who they land? We are live in the building. Is this a live show, Ace? Nah, we're not live. <laughs> All right, I just saw the word live. So I'm saying live because we have live energy tonight. How about that? Facts, facts. So we got to get into it, bro. New Stripes. Um, my man Zim Huday was there. So I'm just going to pass it to you, bro. It was a dope event and everything. What was just like your thoughts from just the overall event itself and just the jerseys? The overall event itself. Before I get to the the the, the event itself in the jersey, I just want to give a shout out to everybody that showed me love in Cincinnati. Like no matter where I went, it could have been a hotel, it could have been the street, it it could have been anywhere. Like live from the trap. Shout out to my man Lamb. Shout out to anybody that showed me like love like the whole weekend. Like my man Shine took me around a little bit. Like there's so many different things. Like pre, you know, like the event and all that stuff where people just was right. like, oh, you in town? And then they just automatically show me love or I would go eat or something like that. And they'd be like, oh, bro, like, let me take a picture and stuff like that. So, like, even before the event, I was kind of worried that a lot of people probably would just see, like, all these pictures and stuff of right. me or whatever because I was supposed to say, like, super, super tight lip. But if somebody asking me for a picture or just saying, hey, what's up? Like, you know, I'm not going to be like, no, I can't take no picture. Like, I'm not <laughs> famous or nothing. So, I, I was a little bit worried about that, but everybody was so cool to me. Like, it's part of the reason why I became a Bengals fan. I wish I could have told Elizabeth that. It's like early on, you know, like I was going to Bengals games and I didn't really, I wasn't even a huge Bengals fan, but everybody always showed me love there. So I just want to give a special shout out to Cincinnati. That whole weekend, anybody that seen me, like you could just, you, I, I'm telling you, when I came back, I just, I said to myself, if the energy is like this, right now and we're not even playing a game right I, I done been i've been all around the world bro like i done been anywhere you could think of i've been to every island i done been to vegas i done been to everything if we're winning in cincinnati it's gonna be lit up like las vegas but it's like that was part of the thing i was talking to everybody about all weekend it's like you gotta carry yourself like you want to win and you know sometimes it might not happen that way but you got to move forward. And the one thing about all of our fans is that 
we've lost for so long. And what do we got? Five straight losing seasons. I think that, you know, like part of what I'm learning as I go further on this journey with you is that a lot of players, a lot of coaches watch this stuff. Right. So you got to think, you know, like all this doubt that's creeping into your mind and different things like that. They're watching that stuff, too. Fourth quarter or stuff like, you know, they might that, you know, they might not be thinking that straight up. But subconsciously, I think that's a factor. So energy was lit. Drink drinks was free. Uh, everything was flowing, you know what I'm saying? So it's all good. And whether you win or lose, I just would encourage everybody to keep that same energy. Like, yeah. shout out to Copa, brunch, you know, like all I can name all these different spots. Like, you know, Cincinnati is fun, man. Like, um, people were just saying, I know Yaz has some videos, and people were saying, like, man, I can't wait to get out there. I can't wait to move there. And I'm telling the Bengals, like, look, this is what we could do. You know, like, you know, like people want to make this a destination. I told the reporters. So at the event, that was your original question. I went to the event. I told reporters, I said, which was insane. I'm telling them and they're probably looking at me like, who is this dude? You know, like, but I'm telling them, I said, hey, look, I know a lot of y'all probably don't care about the jerseys, right? Yeah. None of y'all probably even want to wear the jerseys, but your sons, your grandsons, your kids and what I'm calling borough babies, they are going to wear the jerseys. So y'all better turn up on this stuff right now. Let everybody know that they're fire because this is what you're going to see for the next couple months. This is what you're going to see coming up this uh, this season. And even even in, and I had a great talk with Dan Horry. He was like, you know, I don't wear jerseys, but you know, I understand that you know the kids are going to be wearing it. And he was very very into it, like going through the details and stuff with me. Super super cool about it. Even though he knows he's not going to wear a jersey. And I'm just telling everybody, like, with this attitude and that uh, mind frame that these jerseys are important or different things in Cincinnati are important, it resonates at home. And ultimately, if you win and they do good stuff in these jerseys, I was telling the reporters, it's going to help all of your lives out. It's going to help out your family, ultimately. So I need everybody to turn up. And then at that moment, I think they probably like, Zim, shut up. Like, you're probably talking too much. And then they cut on some music. But then it helped me though because I felt like it was lit then because then the music was playing so then everybody was a little bit more looser or whatever. So, you right. know, like I just carried that with me the whole time without being disrespectful to nobody or nothing crazy like that. But it was really cool to see guys like the Iceman, uh, Jeff right. uh, up front. Like I'm going in line. I had to rush. I was on Jeff's show yesterday. I was telling him I had to rush. Um, but, you know, there's some real people out here. Uh, my man, um, my man Beasley. Uh, who I always see online and everything like that. It was some dudes that, you know, I I, I don't get a chance to see uh, right. Anthony, Anthony Beasley. Um, I, some people I don't get the chance to see, but they were in line, you know, ready for the jerseys. I don't, some of these people probably called out of work, you know. Right. So Bengals fans are, you know, this is a real deal. And, nice. and, I, always, and I always say, Bengals, you got to be a real special person to be a Bengals fan. Can you imagine coming off five losing seasons and you telling your boss, Hey, I got I can't go to work right now. You gotta make up a fake excuse because I gotta go because I gotta go get some jerseys on Monday morning. And stand in line at eight o'clock, you know what I'm saying? Like we was up early. That was early, bro. It was a nice, a nice, nice line, like a shoe release was out that joint, you know what I'm saying? And you didn't even have to do that. You know, you didn't have to stand in line to get a jersey as you see uh ace right here with the jersey on. So there's many different tales from the 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 experience that I picked up on, but the Bengals treated us like so so great. I'm very very thankful for uh, Sean and his staff. I'm very very thankful for Elizabeth the Queen. 
uh, outstanding person, super, super relatable. And, and, and although she, you might look at her and say, well, she, you know, she's super rich or, um, you know, she comes from wealth and all this other stuff like that. I could tell you with my heart to heart conversations with Elizabeth Blackburn, she, she keeps the losses and the, and the pain that Bengals fans, she wears it right on her heart. And it's no, it's not a problem like expressing that. And, um, is she team chase? <laughs> she she I don't think she wanted to commit to it, but right. you know, I'm a very persuasive person. You are so, so there were some people that were in the room that witnessed you probably had to ask like Bangalorean and, and other people right there that heard some of the tale of me and her conversation. Right. Some of like one of one of our one of our we had a couple conversations, but one of the most important ones I thought Joe was in the background, just finished throwing. I'm uh talking to her. Uh, on a she's on a we're at the we're at a bar in a suite and we're just talking and she's telling me about you know like you know the plight of her growing up you know mm-hmm. where she is and for as many people that talk probably really really bad about her grandfather you know as you can e- e- expect she had to be tough right. and you know you couldn't just go out and go beat up somebody and then have create a storyline and and put that on your on your on your uh family's legacy. So there's you know, everybody's got problems and different things that you probably never even think about. But me hearing it from her, like she's just like, I'm so daggone tired of you know some of these narratives or some of these things or whatever. And I can assure you, maybe everything won't go as what I planned, or they're not gonna get the people that I want. Cause certainly, you know, her coming just into the position, she wouldn't have any say so on it. But I could tell you she cares. So anybody that's saying that. You know, like Mike Brown doesn't care or anything like that. Like she didn't just get that from nothing. You right. know, like she didn't just wake up with passion. You know, like you gotta you gotta have that in your heart, and you probably got it from somebody around you early on or something like that. And um, not to go too deep in that conversation, I just really felt like it lets me give her and the organization the benefit of the doubt on different things. Although I was very quick to point out if some things aren't right, or if some things I don't like, or I think could be done better, I might tweet it out. I might come on our show. I might say those things. But at the end of the day, she's real. And you know, that gives me the benefit of the doubt because, you know, like I think people lose sight of that. They get online and just say anything like, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, you know, I've 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 read a lot of bad things about her grandfather. So can you imagine going online and say, seeing people talk about your grandfather, or like it, what they would have said to her, like when she was in school because she went right. to Cincinnati Country Day? And I just I think it's dope um, that she grabbed it by the horn, she embraced it, she came back and was like, "I'm about to change the narrative." And I think that that's the dopest part about it is, you know, some people in that situation. They may have shied away from it. And it's like she was like, nah, I'm about to grab this. I'm about to change the narrative myself. And I think that that's so dope about it. I told her that I said straight up, you know, like, listen, there's a lot of people, you know, like the reason why I'm I'm a real Bengals fan, too, is that there are a lot of parallels to the Bengals like losses and stuff in that I kind of pair with my life, like almost selfishly, like Mm -hmm. different times when I should have won a Super Bowl in life. You know, I look at 2005, you know. Uh, things happened in my life that didn't go my way. 2015, like these are things that I can that are super relatable. Football is just like walking outside to me and like living every day. Like so, um, in that aspect, I just wanted to make sure that I, I let her know that, like you know, like I understand like these different things, and I don't know. 
That's nah, just that's fire, bro. <laughs> like that's just something that I, <laughs> you know, like I just think of every day in my, you know, in my in my life. And I think the Joe Burrow post afterwards. Let me just tell you. All right, so I, I fly into the city. Uh, I, I hang out with people. I shout out to my man Evan McPhillips. Like we we went out with Pro Football Focus. We did some stuff. Uh, did a lot of things. You know, that night, uh, nothing, nothing illegal, people that did, did a lot of things like just, you know, hanging out in Cincinnati. So just, um, you know, come back the next day. We uh, I probably met up with people throughout the day and stuff, because a lot of this is a blur. It was like Vegas, bro. So then um, they we come to the reveal. We don't know who's going to be there. You know, I don't know that fans are going to be there. I don't know these different things are going to be. There. I just only know my point, the, my point of contacts. So we go there, we go into Paul Brown. Uh, so I, I, meet, I see Bangalorean for the first time. I see uh, my girl Whitney. I seen uh, Yaz, Seth, all these guys, whatever that I see online all the time for the first Seth time. Reese. Seth Reese with the fire mocks, you know. So, um, and Will Lutz, I, I saw him for the first time too. So, so in in, in Commissioner Yaz. So we go Mitch. to the yeah, we go to the locker room area before we walk in. I'm, I'm you know me, I'm. I'm about to get the cameras out and everything. They're like, nope. Everybody put y'all phones in the locker room. Da-da-da-da. I'm, but you know, my personality, I'm I'm like, I've seen all of this stuff. They got Bengals footballs and all this stuff. I'm like, can I have that? Can I have that? Can I have that? Can I have that? <laughs> I think everybody was just so like, so in awe of the moment. But I just felt like in my brain, like I should have always been there. So we go through the whole thing. Um, yeah, my whole life I felt like I should have been there. I mean, we go – I don't know the steps that got there, but they take us to Paul Brown Stadium. We're mm-hmm. running routes on the football field. I mean, I stopped for a second and just got on the ground and like and just pulled some grass and put it in my pocket. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's just like these different moments like that I'll never forget. The sun just like came out. You're walking through and seeing all these different pictures and history. It's so many different things. That I just remember, but and I, and I think we I kept on harping on. I was like, "Dang, I can't take a picture." So we do that. We come out, and then we um we actually go up, and go look at like the room where they were designing a lot of the different designs and stuff like that. Elizabeth uh, gives me like a one of one mock of the of the signature from Paul Brown. Um, uh, it man, it, it was just a lot of it was a lot of good memories in, in that room because she was going around just telling her story. She went to the store herself and like picked everybody out drinks and stuff, like all these different like Cincinnati drinks and stuff. I don't know the names of all them, but I'm, I don't really drink beer. But she drank like different ones. It was like, hey, I got some. Like she did it herself. Like nobody did. Like she went to the store and bought this stuff and came in with like two cooler bags and stuff. Um, so like i thought that was like so crazy and um you know me i'm still like oh can i have that like and i mean she was like yeah yeah you can have that like she gave me some stuff that you know that i thought was really cool i met her sister too that was really dope i I feel like nobody ever talks about her (laughs) but she was there (laughs) she was really cool um so then you know after we look at we did that then they proceed to show us the jerseys and I mean, I mean, I was blown away because of COVID protocol. A lot of people ask me this, like, well, where was Ocho Cinco and where was Joe and stuff like that? They did that a week ago before. Right. So we didn't have any players there when we were there. Right. Um, so then we look at the jerseys and everything. I mean, it, you know, can't take a picture or anything, but it's exactly like me and you said before. It's we they're the they're the jerseys that leak. It just was bad lighting and a terrible picture from before. So 
we do that. And then, um, yeah, we eat. We take those pictures with the jerseys. Got a chance to sit in the same spot that Joe uh, had. I like to think that I am the first fan. I could be wrong. I might be the first Bengal man in history to wear the white Joe number nine because no one else was allowed to put on a jersey, right? They have their shoot the week before. Now, somebody could have came in there and put a jersey on. Somebody could have stole a jersey or something like that I don't know about or whatever. But as far as, like, pictured in history, I think I'm the first man with a white, the new, the white Bengals jersey right now. Because nobody else, even with our group, picked white. I picked right. the white Joe Burrow 9. And then long, then I didn't know in Joe's photo shoot, photo shoot, he picks the white number 9, you know. So I just thought that was a, a real special moment for me because when I looked at it, I was like, nobody's ever seen these and I'm putting these on and I'm like, hey, like this is kind of like a part of history. So for them to have those cool pictures and stuff, I thought that was really dope because I'm like, yeah, that was fine. You know, like I could show my grandson if I, you know, if I'm if I live long enough to have a grandson, like you know, um, I could show them like, hey, look, I was the first one to you know hold up these new stripes, and this was a moment in time like when Joe just came off an injury. Like I got a crazy story to tell people now, like off that. So we uh do the, that, and then we eat food, and we're just chilling, talking. That's when we, all these heart to heart conversations happen. You know, I then go out again another night. It's lit, whatever. They thinking like, Zim, you're not going to be able to get up tomorrow morning. I'm like, yes, I am. I'm living a rock star life. This is what I've been doing my whole life. I wake right up. Um, me and the gang, we all pull up, you know, at Paul Brown first thing in the morning. They, we go through that. The media is there. Everybody's there. Anthony Munoz is there. Dave Lapham is there. My man James Rapine is there. Paul Daner, Ben Baby, the whole crew, Lindsey Patterson, everybody's there. So we're talking to those people and – you know, it was a good moment afterwards. I, I got a chance to do a live with you and Mike Daniels. So mm -hmm. we, we went to the pro shop just to touch it, see the jersey a little bit closer. Because when it was on a mannequin, I didn't want to be the person to knock it over. Right. So, I saw somebody <laughs> knock it over with the arm. Yeah, it was hella people knocking it over. <laughs> like, I don't know what they was trying to do, like move it or something. I was like, I'm not going to be that guy. So right. I go back to the thing and, you know, look at the jerseys. But, you know, I, I just thought it was really dope. Uh, Bengals looked out for us a hundred times. I cannot thank them enough. And it's something I'll never forget for the rest of my life, for sure. What was your first reaction, I guess? Like, um, I don't know. Where did you see it first? Did you see it on my live? I know I went live, and I, think, I don't uh, think the fans went live. I think the first time that I saw the jerseys was when they dropped them because I had the, I had the Twitter, for, Twitter notifications turned on for the Bengals. Okay. So when they dropped the video of Ocho Cinco, I seen it like, Right, when you, you know why they dropped it that that early though, because they had a time frame. Like now, this is the this is another behind the scenes thing. I was supposed to be the first person to kind of go live, like on my Instagram, with like you know, like mm -hmm. as a fan, I guess. Right, or, I, that's why I had on I had on Instagram and Twitter. So if you're watching this, you might have saw it on Instagram or Twitter. But Bengals UK had a time. They had a communication on the time difference thing, and mm -hmm. he dropped or whatever whoever's involved with them dropped. So now we have another leak. So then they were forced <laughs> to just say, boom, let's put it out. Because that was about 20, 30 minutes before you see Elizabeth Blackburn doing all the stuff. They right. didn't want it that, that morning or whatever. Like they were, I don't, I'm not going to speak for them, but I just saw some things and I don't think that they intended it to go that way. So that, that dropped. Cause I looked on my phone. I'm like, how they showing the jerseys when he walked down there? Yet? And so that was kind of right. crazy. Nah, that's crazy. Cause I, I wasn't, um, 
because I was at work and I was hearing it. So when I seen it go off on my phone, then I looked and I was like, oh, bet. So I didn't even see the UK, the Bengals UK joint yet. But I saw that. And then I think I saw that you went live on Twitter. I think right when I saw the video, like right after that, I saw your video on Twitter. So then I was watching your video on Twitter um, where you, I think you was talking to somebody. And I think you were looking at like the mannequin and stuff like that. You were up close on it. You were having a conversation with somebody, I think, next to you. You was just yeah, talking man. to like everybody. And it was, was a lot. Like, you was you was breaking down the uniform. So I appreciated that because it was everybody started talking about the white pants with the orange stripes. And you were talking about it as everyone was kind of talking about it on Twitter, like Joe Goodberry and everybody was like making it a big deal. And it was perfect because you were talking about it. And I think it just gave people like when you look at all the jerseys, you had, I feel like we all had the same thoughts. It's like, first, I feel like, I feel like, um, I think people looked at like the orange and black combo. Cause it's like, when you see that combo, it's like, man, that's super hard. Then you notice the whites. So like, you're why are you looking orange, at the orange, orange and black? You talking about orange, orange top, top black, with the black pants. Okay. Then when you start to look, you see the white one and you like, whoo, that white on white is like clean. And then when you see, I think it's the orange with the white and orange pants, it's like, ooh, that's hard too. And then, like, for me, it didn't hit me until the end. Like, after I started watching your thing, I jumped on and someone went, my guy Nardo went live in the pro shop on Facebook. So when he did that, at first I was like, yeah, let me get that, let me get that, uh, that orange burrow. Like, I want to get that orange burrow real quick. And then he like panned. And I saw how the black jersey looked like from the video in HD and 4K. And I was like, ooh, nah, I need to, I got to get that black joint too. So right. I think like everybody's reaction was the same. And I think it all ended on all three of these jerseys are fire. Like all three of them, like they all bring something to the table. And it's like, I think Dan Horace said he likes for, for on the field. He likes the orange and black ones, but he was like, if I were to buy a jersey, it would be the white one. Like everybody had their own like kind of thing. And I think uh, I was watching Elizabeth and it was like crazy because at first it was a toss up to me between which one was the hardest. And then like the more and more I kept seeing the black one, the more and more I was like, that black one is growing on me. And I think right. the jerseys just continue to grow on me. Right. Yeah. I mean, and Dan Hoare was telling me this too. He was saying he selfishly liked, I think, the combo that you were saying. He right. was saying because it's going to be easier for him to identify players. <laughs> That's the reason why he was saying, he was like, I think I like that one because, like, you know, like, I don't think people think about this, but during a game, you want to be able to identify like players and stuff like easier. So I always think about that. And um, I just thought that was like a funny little tidbit it's funny, that he it's had. It's funny you say that because they just passed the NFL rule for the jersey number change like the allowing the certain yeah. players that had a single digits and stuff so jesse Bates going, said they're going to that three and three. and then jamar chase tweeted oh, out said he wants that one so it's perfect i always like uh i growing up i was a huge college football fan so like some of my favorite players always had single digits Fact. so when I got to the, you know, like started watching NFL more, I never really understood why they couldn't have like those numbers or whatever. Like, you know, like some of my number, like my number, the favorite, my favorite number on a, on a, on a person period, I think is like 21 or even one. 
And one mm-hmm. is like that number though, like I don't know, even in basketball, like I was the biggest penny fan. We talked about this before, or whatever. Like just saying that one on somebody, like, I don't know. It's just one hit's different. Yeah. One is that one hit different. It's a it's a couple. The like, crazy thing is you said 21. That's the number I wore. But you know why people wore 21? Because they really Dion. wanted to wear two. Dion used the one to wear number two, but he couldn't. And so that just made me think like there's gonna be mass corners wearing number two because the only reason Dion wore 21 is because he couldn't wear two, but he would practice in two. Like if you look at some of the old film, he would still have a practice jersey in two. But I feel like he did like now though, he's made it so that 21, 21. is a, yeah. like you you can't be no slouch corner wearing 21. Right. Like but I'm, I'm telling you, I feel like somebody gonna switch to two. Somebody, some corner gonna try to switch to two too. Because right. that, too, like, yeah, it's going to be – I don't know what time Brady was talking about, and I know this isn't Bengals-related, but he was saying that he feels like it's going to be harder to know who to block now that they have the single digits out there. How do you feel about that? Do you feel like that's a thing, or is that just an old-school kind of mentality in, in thinking about the game? Tom Brady probably got a whole different perspective on everything versus anybody else in the National Football League because – for him to have the formula of success that he has, he probably does have some mental reps in his head that maybe other players aren't. I don't think it would matter to me at all, but you know, for him, he probably right. got he probably got different, you know, saying audibles based <laughs> off of numbers and stuff. So he probably like, man, y'all throwing me all off right now. So Tom Brady, a whole different animal. Like he, him and Peyton Manning, they probably have a whole system based with their center just based off of people's numbers for all we know so he probably mad at the end of the day but he to go he'll he'll overcome that that ain't nothing for him so they he probably just saying you know that 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 right now in this moment right come, come november <laughs> november december he ain't even gonna be thinking about that like on another super bowl run yeah that chase number one though is gonna be live that chase number one is probably yeah, we're gonna do some fanatics numbers on that one. That that chase number one for the for the for the Bengals, you saying? I feel like yeah, cause if cause don't Tua wear one? Hold on, what is Tua wear? Tua, I think I think Tua does wear one. I think you're right. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like that, a lot of people was well, not a lot of people. Somebody messaged me and said, well, "If you look at the jerseys out there, he can't wear one." And they named like three other teams that could uh, draft him. And he was like, "You know, he might have been telling y'all he's gonna get drafted from the Bengals by saying he's gonna have a yeah. uh, the number, number one. one." So, so you nah, think anything crazy. on the front? Uh, now that we got past the jerseys, I think we all feel them. You know, the crazy. I'm gonna tell you the weirdest thing about it. Because I was there and so much was going on, like like I said, I done been around the world, bro. Like it was really lit, and um, because so so, so much was going on, I really didn't have that much time to like take it in. Yes, I saw the jerseys. Yes, I saw them early, but then it was like, all right, then we gotta go here. Okay, we gotta go there, and it, it wasn't really like that, you know. Like beyond the jerseys, do you think anything else like? Um, you know, like was big enough to make you change that that you saw that maybe you observed that maybe I didn't that was significant enough to to build momentum off of or anything that maybe I just thought that it was a dope moment for them to to connect with um the super fans like you all um and have that event to make it a big celebration 
was, I think, something that was dope because they had the New Stripes Live going with TJ um, and, and Marissa Contepelli. That was fire. I don't know if you got to check that out, but that was a dope kind of thing. Yeah, I was going to post some of it. I was standing right there. You saw, you know, when I'm Yeah, I saw when you were walking. She, like she was, was like somebody. standing right there. And I was thinking <laughs> right. to myself, like, they should probably like, you know, rope her off because she was live, I think. Yeah, I thought she was going to photo bomb her for a second. I thought you were going to come in the background, like how you see on like. Um, in my mind, I was like, Zim, don't get kicked out. Don't get kicked out. Don't get kicked out. That's all I kept on saying is don't get kicked out, bro. Don't get kicked out. You almost made it. <laughs> Right, nah, facts, but yeah, that that part of it was dope. Hearing the reactions, um, seeing the players, like it was just a, like I said, and I tweeted it that day. I was like, man, I should have taken it off. It felt like it was supposed to be like a holiday or something. Like it was hard for me to really focus at work because it you, was, didn't, you didn't want to miss whatever you know, like yeah, it was like an event, bro. And it's like I remember when the old jerseys came out, and I it wasn't like that. And think about what they had to do without players even being there. Like, that's crazy to have it that good. And, you know, like I said, I'm in the moment. I'm in the mix. So I'm not really catching wind of all of this stuff. But I can tell you this, though. Like, like I said, literally, bro, I could be, like, eating somewhere. Somebody be like, oh, Sam. Uh, It's probably people going to have so many stories to tell about it. Like, somebody, like a young kid walked at me. I cannot think of his name. He said, Mm -hmm. man, I'm trying to start a podcast that I say, bro, roll it right now. He was like, I don't have my cameras and stuff like that. I'm like, you don't need cameras. Where's your phone? Let's do this right now. Like, you know, and I was like, and then after it was done, he was like, you know what, man? Like, I'm so happy. I'm like, I'm like, bro, like, you got to take that and then, you know, and work off of that. And I just, I did that all weekend. It was like gas. Like, if you saw me on live, people would be like, I say gas when I, like, I don't know if y'all catching my lingo. I say gas because my wife always says, you got to take your foot off the pedal. And I'd be like, nah, give me more gas. Like, gas it. (laughs) So, like, I'm just all like, like, I was doing a live. Uh, the reporters and stuff was like, hey, you want to do it? And I'm like, yes, let's do it. What do you want to do? Is this live? Is this the camera? Let's go. You know, because I can't be having a hesitant bone in my body. And then I'm telling y'all all of this stuff about, like, what are we going to do or whatever. Like, so it's like, I thank everybody that watches our show and thank all the people that support us or whatever. Because I don't know if I would have the courage to do some of these things with this many famous people or whatever. I could, like, be, like, sit back, like when I was younger and just be like, you know what, I'm going to just chill and, you know, wait it all out. But I feel like I owe it to everybody to get some more information, which leads me to my next point. Joe Burrow. I actually saw him throwing a football at Paul Brown stadium live 20 minutes, no limp, nothing, nothing wrong. John sharing my witness set right by me. We didn't say anything. I wanted to talk to John after I saw it. And I wonder, I, I, and he didn't say anything to me, but I wonder did he walk away from it the same way I felt? And I was just like, you wouldn't do it, but I didn't see not one limitation to his game. I mean, he he was throwing to just anybody, like the ball boy out there or something like that. Right. But when he walks out, he floats. It's not like a football game where, you know, you know you're, you're going out there with your team. It's just like he's floating through the whole thing. He knows what he wants to do. I'm, I'm, I'm in a suite looking down. But I could just tell, you know, like he directs everything with his motion. He wasn't even really talking. They knew where they had to be. He commanded every single thing that he throw 10, 15 throws like, okay, now we're going to do, you know, 15 and out. So we do that left side. Okay, boom, right side. Boom. Like, like, all right, now we're going to the next one. Like a program, like he's just been doing it like all this time or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like me seeing him on Sunday clearly wasn't his first time throwing a football like that many times. 
I could tell that that was like something a regiment because everybody had two people catching, two people getting footballs and stuff like that. And it was like they already knew the drill. Uh, I'm talking like 30 yard fade routes, uh, uh, double moves, like anything, you know, like these aren't world class wide receivers he's throwing it to, but any throw that I could think of that I would want to see without him, without him doing a rollout, he wasn't doing no rollouts. He wasn't doing anything with, um, you know, I think probably jeopardize his his current rehab uh, thing. But he was planting. I made a tweet, and I wish I didn't write it the way I wrote it. I said I just saw Joe Burrow throw it fifty yards off his back foot, but I was just trying to say like he's launching it. Like, and people were like, "What do you mean he's not planting?" Like, nah, he was planting and throwing darts like the whole time. But when he went to go throw the, you know, like some of the longer passes. He had some, and that's the one thing I would want to ask John. I was like, did you see him plant when he would throw those or whatever? But he was just throwing, you know, with ease, flicking back in the end zone. From the 50-yard line, hit dude in the back, like the back of the end zone. Like, I witnessed that on Sunday. How many, any like four, six months removed from the surgery? Like, the yeah, dude so. the dude is incredible, bro. Like, <laughs> like I, I mean, like, I've always said this. He's like a cyborg with a golden arm. You know, like, he really is like that. When he was done, didn't even say nothing to nobody. I, like I said, I can't see that far, but I could see his mouth close enough to see, like, it was moving, and I could hear. Just stroll right off, and it was like it didn't even happen. It was like a myth, like a story I could tell somebody like live on Orange is the New Black Pocket. It was just like something that he was like, "Yeah, now Zim, go tell the people this." You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and it and, and then and then the, it, you know, like it just walks off. Somebody comes in. I think Whitney comes back and says, "Oh, I say, yeah, you just missed. You. I missed him that fast. They just told me he was throwing." I'm like, "Yeah, you missed it." Mm-hmm. Like he he threw for like 20 minutes, and it was just so smooth, sweet out of there and then like boom all right now what do we do next he's just got the sureness with him and i I know i'm a super fan but you know like i read body language a lot for a living so like Mm -hmm. he's just got this confidence with him and it's no secret he knew that people were there you know like he knew that we were up there he could have said you know what i'll wait till everybody leaves but he wanted to put on the show real quick let the fans know i I don't even think i think it's just like nah this is what i do at 10 30 i looked at the clock i say he probably does this every day at 10 15 or something like that I think he said, no, I'm going to do my thing. I don't care who. Yeah, so I think we had Zim cut out for a second, but um, we truly appreciate you guys watching the Orange is the New Black podcast. And of course, we're going to leave you guys with a yes, Sersky. Hello, world. What separated your deep ball from everybody else? My deep ball, it has a little secret sauce to it, man. <laughs> uh, never get too high, never get too low, but just keep moving. The, the whole story is Carlos never beat me in any kind of sports in, in, in high school.